and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Tusk, known as Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows as well as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to the NXT review. And I hope you're all well. So another week means another NXT filled with, well... Some good things, some crap things, some funny things, some stupidly bad things, and everything in between, as seemingly that is the norm for this show. Pretty much had everything you'd want in this. Um, But let's get through it, shall we? The opening match was Von Wagner versus Axiom versus Andre Chase in the Iron Survivor Challenge Qualifier thing. Um, Chase hits Wagner with a big boot that just pisses him off. So he takes both guys down. Uh, He puts on a double headlock, Wagner. Uh, Later, Chase and Axiom briefly work together to make a bit of a comeback, but that doesn't really work out too well. Uh, Von Wagner launches Axiom out of the ring as they go to a break with uh, a gorilla press. When we come back, Andre Chase powerbombs Von Wagner off a turnbuckle and then um, delivers a superplex to Axiom. And he sort of falls into Von Wagner, sort of. Uh, Chase, it's a uh, Russian leg sweep followed by the Chase U kicks. Axiom comes in, gets a double underhook powerbomb, he gets two count. Wagner breaks up a submission attempt by just booting the wrong guy in the face. Then uh, Axiom locks him in a triangle choke, but Wagner powers up and just powerbombs him onto Andre Chase. Uh, Chase gets up, hits a double DDT though. He then delivered a crossbody to Wagner but the momentum sent him to the outside so Axiom hits a thrust kick type move to Wagner's head and he wins the match and goes on to this Saturday at uh, deadline some of this was really decent uh, really quite enjoyable but it was a little bit scatty and a little bit all over the place most things were also no sold as well. And I know Shawn Michaels has this idea in his head that all the fans want these days is fast-paced wrestling to happen. But I don't think that's entirely true. Uh, look at the amount of love a good story-driven match gets. Yes, you can be fast-paced, but things still have to register and be sold and mean something. Um, so that's the only thing this was really lacking Interested to see what Axiom can do in the Iron Survivor match. I think he is the most talented out of the three, so it sort of makes sense, but I sort of wanted Von Wagner to go through. 
Next up, we get a video from Cora Jade talking about being willing to do whatever it takes in NXT. We get um, a video from pretty much everybody in the women's Iron Survivor Series match throughout the night. And we get a backstage segment here where Julius Creed is trying to get cleared as uh, the guy, the doctor's looking at his ankle, I think it was. Um, Ivy Nile sort of makes the doctor check his ribs. And I'm no expert, but I don't believe that guy is a real doctor. As I'm sure, to tell if there's a lot of swelling around the ribs, as he said... Then surely you would need uh, you'd need to actually get to those ribs. Surely you'd ask Julius to remove his hoodie or something, wouldn't you? Anyway, he doesn't get cleared. I don't really know what this is all about. <laughs> Bron Breaker and Apollo Crews then go fishing together, and it was one of the m- most cringy videos I've seen, and and that says quite a bit from uh, NXT this year, but really weird and really crap. Bryson Montana was out for the next match, but he uh, doesn't really get to that as he gets wrecked by Sanger and Veer. Javier Bernal comes out at this point. He was obviously meant to be Montana's appointment, uh, opponent. He sort of came out all oblivious at first, uh, once he realised that uh, Vera and Sanger were still stood in the ring, he suddenly had a bit of a problem with his leg and went to the back. Pretty funny. I quite like this, to be honest. Uh, Vera and Sanger then cut a promo, um, say they'll only fight the Creeds if they're 100%, so they're going to wait or something. Uh, the Creed's try to come out, but they're held back by the referees. I don't know if there's a legit problem with one of these guys. Because so, I'm pretty sure it was advertised for this week. I thought it was anyway, but... Whatever. Uh, Duke Hudson is consoling Andre Chase backstage when Fear Hell... So, all hyped up, comes in, tells them she now has a match tonight and it's against Isla Dawn. Duke's like, uh, no way, you shouldn't be having that match. Andre Chase, yeah, she'll be fine. Um, really entertaining, these guys, I must admit. Then Zion Quinn, remember him? He was back. He went up against Tony D'Angelo. Uh, Tony D runs Quinn over with a shoulder block and a lariat at the beginning. Uh, Quinn fights back with a Samoan drop and a kip-up, but Tony just plants him with a spine buster, hits his finisher, which I don't think has a name yet still. Uh, But that was the end of the match. After the match, Tony, D and Stax cut a promo where Tony brings up Wesley and the North American Championship. And the fact that Wesley injured his knee. Uh, Wesley then came out and says Tony has to wait until he deals with Dijak. Tony says, yeah, he doesn't wait for anyone. 
Dijak appears on the uh, Titantron, says some bollocks that I've got to be honest, I didn't bother listening to because it's all pretty rubbish stuff. Uh, Staxon makes a terrible job of getting rid of Wesley, who easily gets himself out of there. Uh, yeah. So the match was very basic, as expected, really. Tony D's not got any better in his time off. I know he's been injured, but um, it is kind of good to see him back, though. I think as a character, he's... I was going to say he's entertaining. He is entertaining, but in sort of um, funny it's so crap kind of way. As for the promo train afterwards, again, it was crap. Uh, I guess in there probably go with a triple threat at some point but uh, yeah did nothing for me this we get Hank Walker in the back um, I think this is a, a video from earlier in the day actually or may even have been last week I'm not sure but he walked up to Charlie Dempsey uh, basically a match is set for the night come to that in a second because first we get what only can be described as a scripts tease video where he's writing a poem, is he? I don't know. It, it, I wouldn't even call that a poem. It's crap. Didn't even rhyme some of it. Some of it did, to be fair. But um, Anyways, like a tease video, but the problem with this is we've already seen him wrestle. Um, surely this should have aired before Reggie was sent out in that god-awful mask and jester outfit. Hank Walker versus Charlie Dempsey was the next match then. Hank tries to use his power, but Dempsey just keeps trying to dissect his limbs. Through all this, by the way, Booker T was shitting on Hank Walker and former football players for being hard to train because they don't really know anything. Not... Not a good advert for the Next In Line program that specifically looks for, for that type of athlete, but there we go. Uh, Drew Gulak then showed up on the ramp for some reason. I guess we'll find out next week. Uh, Hank hits a Fez press, uh, splashes in the corner. He went for a big boot, but Dempsey grabs the leg. He... Uh, eventually locks the leg and and the head in sort of like this weird oh, what would you call it like a C shape <laughs> um, don't know what that's called but it looked awesome uh, Hank obviously has to tap out I've got to be honest this match is really overshadowed by Booker T um, he's obviously not a fan of Hank the security guard um, not a lot to say really Charlie Dempsey's going to be cool if they go with Drew Gulak versus Charlie Dempsey great if they have some sort of a tag team great as well uh, interesting sort of uh, Grayson Waller gets interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell backstage He's uh, talks about he's in the main event tonight with this uh, Grayson Waller effect 
he was again really great. Pretty Deadly were then in the ring for their real Christmas story. Um, I'm not going to... Well, to be honest, I've not written down what they said, but these two guys are just so entertaining. I prefer them in these types of segments and actually having them wrestle. Um, Really quite funny. But they were interrupted by none other than the New Day. Uh, They announced that they're going to challenge Pretty Deadly at deadline for the NXT Championships. Well, I did not expect that, I must admit. Um, Should be really interesting. And the only thing I can really think is the New Day are going to win the NXT Championships because why would you have them on this show and not sort of use them in that way? I can't see why they would be brought down just to lose to Pretty Deadly. That, If that was the case, then you kind of do that if Pretty Deadly aren't getting over, but I think they are. It's hard to tell in the um, performance centre because crowd literally cheer for anything, but I think Pretty Deadly are over. They're over with me anyway. Like I said, that's going to be interesting at Deadline. Javier Bernal is backstage and he gets interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell again. Uh, she calls him scared of Veer and Sanger. He uh, basically told her to shut up and he wants a different interviewer. And luckily, Ikemanjiro walked past, uh, called him Big Body Chicken or something. Really, really rubbish. I love what Javier Bernal has been doing the last couple of weeks with. Mackenzie Mitchell, but uh, I haven't missed Ikemanjiro on my TV, I have to admit. Just awful stuff. Next match was Fear Hale Heel versus Isla Dawn. Uh, Isla Dawn was all over Fear early on and sat in a hold for ages. Uh, Heel starts to fight back, hits an exploded suplex. Followed by a springboard senton for two. That looked quite nice, actually. Dawn cuts her off, though, and does two almost half-stinger splashes, neck-breaker-type moves. I don't know what they're called. Um, She picks up the win there. After the match, Alba Fire shows up, and they brawl, which didn't look great. Um... There was a missed spot uh, from uh, either Dawn, which I don't think it worked at all, if I'm honest. Uh, The brawl was pretty crap. I'll hold my opinion on Isla Dawn until I've seen a bit more of her. I think I have seen a match of her maybe on an episode of NXT UK. Not that I watch that that often, but... um, but I don't remember her, so I'm going to hold my opinion of her. We get another video of this bird woman thing that's coming soon. Or next week, I think she said. <clears throat> and then it was Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs versus Idris Anofe and Malik Blade. Uh, Anofe goes straight after Jensen early on. 
Blake comes in, hits a big drop kick. Briggs gets a blind tag and they do that stupid slide through punch thing. Uh, Kiana James' assistant walks out at this point. She shows up with an envelope that she puts at ringside in uh, Brooks Jensen's jacket. This distracts Jensen. Uh, Blade does a springboard moonsault to the floor on Briggs. Inofe hits Jensen with a V-trigger-like manoeuvre. I can't call it a V-trigger, can I? And an elbow drop from the top rope, but Jensen kicks out. Von Wagner shows up at this point, attacks Odyssey Jones, who is out with uh, Blade and Inofe. Off a distraction, Jensen wipes out Inofe with a spin heel kick, and they hit a high-low thing to Briggs and Jensen for the win. Uh, they all tried their best to make this better than it looked on paper, but I'm not convinced they managed to do that. I really don't like anything about Briggs and Jensen. They've been doing this a while now, and I just do not see anything. Uh, I do like Enofe and Blade, but they still need quite a bit of work, I think. Enofe's got a lot of potential. With a bit of work, I think. He could be great. And we then get a Roxanne Perez video where she's talking to herself in a mirror or something. Which is really weird. You do not need to do that with Roxanne Perez. And then we get the uh, last match on the show. It was Indy Hartwell, Wendy Chu and Fallon Henley. All vying for that spot. In the women's Iron Survivor challenge whatever the hell it's called uh, all three go for roll-ups at the start of the match uh, nobody could get in control of the match though indy hartwell wipes out fallon henley with a big boot on the floor as they go to a break when we come back henley takes both out with terrible looking strikes uh, wendy chu takes out henley with a belly to belly and a, a handspring splash on Hartwell but uh, Hartwell strikes with a spine buster for two we get the customary Tower of Doom spot which just seemingly have to have in every multi-person match uh, Toxic Attraction are watching from their lounge thing as well I forgot to mention that uh, haven't they got anything better to do than watch this rubbish uh, Wendy Chu hits Henley with a big splash, but Hartwell came in through Chu to the outside, nailed Henley with a forearm to the back of the head, and picked up the win. I didn't think anything of this at all, to be honest. I thought it was really bad. Again, way too rushed. Uh, nothing sold, nothing registered. And to be honest, the work was really sloppy as well. I think it's after a break. Indy Hartwell walks in and tells Mandy Rose that she's going to win on Saturday, basically. Um, something tells me they might actually do that on Saturday, but wrong if they do. Then we get the main event spot. Um, we had the Grayson Waller effect with all the participants in the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge. Uh, 
Grayson Waller just basically takes a piss out of all of them. It was great, though. Uh, I love him. I didn't bother writing anything anyone was saying, to be honest, because I was just watching Grayson Waller. Uh, he is awesome. His reactions to everything everybody's saying. Just a piss-taking knobhead that uh, is really entertaining. He's awesome. Get him on the uh, main roster, I'd say. Anyway, to close the show, a big brawl kicks out off and, uh, yeah, goes off the air. Kind of as you expected, really. So for a go-home show, this pretty much did its job of hyping me up for deadline, sort of. Which, to be quite honest, I completely forgot was happening. Um, There were definitely talking points coming out of the show. Which is a nice change. Not going to say it was good. Um, It was okay. But that is your NXT review. And as always, you can tell us on Facebook what you thought of this show. And on Twitter. I'm at AdamChalk8 on there. I'll be back tomorrow with the AEW Dynamite review. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.